podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The stage is set. The year is almost in the books. We've come so far, but we aren't done yet. Everything's in front of us. All focus is on the one thing that they can never take away. A Big 12 championship. Give us what we've earned. But don't worry. We're going to take what we deserve. Oklahoma State, you're up next. Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. What's up? It's your boy, J.N. Feeney in the building for the Hill West Virginia podcast presented by the Raspy Voice Kids. Once again, we're presented by Shrinka Bulls. Also, Asterisk Auto, Swill Dog, the hardest, excuse me, the finest hard cider in the building, in the place. Also, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and soon-to-be world traveler, all presents you with... Hail West Virginia podcast. I said that already, but we're back in the building and we're going to do pop culture today. I'm here with Jordan Ty Curry. Yo, yo, the man. You already know him. You already know him. The question is, we've all been to the movie theaters. We've all seen movies that we love and we enjoy. What is the one movie that you sat in the movie theater for the first time and thought this movie is spectacular? The well, one movie that stands out above the rest, bro. The the most recent movie I saw, I'll start off with that, was Venom. And I will say that I enjoyed it better. No, that's my bad. That's my bad. My phone. Might wanna might wanna mute that for the, <laughs> the No, I got, I got you. I'm, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. Anyway, um, as I was saying, the last movie I saw in theaters was Venom, and I will say that it was better than I was expecting it to be. It still wasn't a spectacular movie. Now the most Amazing movie that I've seen this year that came out in 2018. Uh, I think it'll, it'll have to go to a quiet place, mainly because my experience in seeing Avengers Infinity, Infinity War, excuse me, was not. Stop exactly. it! No, stop it! Don't <laughs> hate. No, no, I can't. No, no, believe I'm not that hating you... on the movie. I'm not hating on Avengers Infinity War. I'm hating on my experience seeing Avengers Infinity. Okay, War. okay, that's something different. That's something different. Yeah. But here's the thing. The question is not about 2018. I'm talking about the first time you went to go see a movie, Jordan. It just wowed you. First of all, Venom, I'm so I, I didn't see the new one. I seen the old one where Venom came in and I was completely underwhelmed. Yeah, I haven't given it a chance. I haven't seen it. I'm just saying you were sitting in the movie theaters and you thought to yourself, wow, this is so amazing. Everybody needs to see this. Their first movie ever that I've ever, ever seen ever that, that the, the oh. one that had the biggest impact on you, man. Um, man. Uh, all right, I'll give you. All right, I'll let you think about that. I'm gonna give you mine. Okay, here's my movie. I remember. I don't know if I was quite ten. We were in Florida with my family, my grandfather, my brothers, B. Fiend, M. Tuda, my pops. I remember seeing Jurassic Park when it originally, the original <laughs> Jurassic Park. That movie to me was so amazing. That is when, a good movie. When, when the T. Rex uh, foot hit that mud and it all like like caved out. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. A matter of fact, it was so good that I remember that night I was like I was sitting in my uh, my my grandfather's bungalow, not his house, but the bungalow he had. <laughs> and there was like a little shadow outside where you could see like the outside light. And I knew for a fact I was scared to death. I was I knew for a fact <laughs> the, 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 the Velociraptor's head was just going to appear. I was scared to death. But for me, no question, biggest impact, best moment in a movie movie theater was probably Jurassic Park, the original one. That's awesome. 
Uh, I don't know if I have a best movie experience that I can remember from like my childhood, but I will tell you uh, when I first saw the movie Shrek, I was I was also with my grandparents and my parents, and I the entire time. I was questioning my grandfather as to what was going on in the movie because I had no idea what was Wait, going how, on. How old are you? How old are you? Oh, like uh, when uh, three or four? I think Shrek came out in like oh, 2001. Okay. okay, I got you. All right, so so how do you feel about people? Here's here's a big thing. See, I was calling, uh, uh, talking to Chris from Dub V Nation. He will be in the building. He will be with us on this podcast. But I was talking to him earlier today, and he said. Um, he brought up the fact that he can't take when people cheer during movies. What do you feel about oh, like people cheering during movies, man? Every time I go see one of the new Marvel movies or one of the new Star Wars movies, every time without fail at the end of the movie, somebody will cheer and then that'll trigger a chain reaction and people will start clapping. This is not a live performance, people. This is a pre-recorded, <laughs> pre-edited feature film. No one is going to hear the reaction other than the people in the same theater. It's a waste of time, and it's completely pointless. But they get overwhelmed with emotion. Like, it's the first time they've seen it. That's I fair. Remember, no, no, the first time I saw, I saw, um, I went to go see Star Wars, and this is one of my best theater moments also. The first Star Wars the, movie when you were a kid? Yeah, uh, no, no, the remakes. The first <laughs> the of the remakes. Gotcha. And I went there, and dudes were all dressed up. Yeah, they were, they were literally all dressed up in Star yep. Wars gear, which was completely entertaining. But what was more entertaining, usually, like if I was really into it, it would bother me. Every scene where something good happened, they cheered. Like I remember Yoda started fighting, and the crowd <laughs> went crazy. I thought I was watching a football game. What is this? This is supposed to be a movie. Like I was more entertained by the crowd than the actual movie. Like yeah. I'm not gonna call them losers, but all these losers. <laughs> <laughs> cheering, cheering on like they just scored a touchdown. It was great. It was magnificent. I'm sorry that all you losers, I mean, people who cheer during movies, I'm just saying it was it was entertaining. Well, let me tell you something about my experience <laughs> seeing Avengers Infinity War. I had something similar going on. I'm not going to mention this person's name, but he knows who he is if he listens to this episode. Okay, call um, him out. Call him out. So I went to go see Avengers Infinity War with a few friends. Uh, we went to this place where it had like an XD theater which is supposed to be comparable to IMAX or whatever. But, I mean, it, we, we were going for the experience. We weren't trying yeah, to yeah, find, yeah. like, no, the best you. theater around. Anyway, um, but the entire time, this guy's favorite character, Spider-Man, would do something. Like, he got the Iron Spider suit. Up, I guess I should, I should say spoilers uh, for anyone who has not yeah, seen yeah, Avengers yeah. You Infinity said, you said War. That before yet. you started going in, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so he that, gets the you. Iron Spider suit, and he gets, like, the... the, the, the uh, what do you call those? The legs for the Iron Spider suit and the when he jumps and kicks Thanos a couple of times. Every time without fail, he would flip back in his seat and kick the seat that was in front of him. At least 15 <laughs> times. Not exaggerating. I am not exaggerating this. About the 20th time, uh, near the end of the movie, the guy who he was the guy that was being kicked stood up and turned around and said, You have kicked my chair literally 20 times during this movie please stop i love it and I our entire it. row got so awkward it was it was really bad no i love it i love it all right so how many of you in podcast nation mountaineer nation have experienced that being in the theater and something awkward happening you doing something somebody throwing popcorn and you have to react to it great story and yes i am throwing beefing I also hate Pitt, Brandon Phoenix, right under the bus. We were watching Star Wars, I believe it was episode three, 
where okay. Anakin turns bad. Yeah. And the horrible uh, scene that's very emotional that everybody could feel where where Anakin comes into the, I guess, the temple and the kids yeah. come up to him and oh, go, Oh, yeah. Lord Skywalker. Master Skywalker, too, what do we do? There's too many of them. <laughs> and as the whole entire audience goes quiet, <laughs> there's Brandon. There's Brandon. Brandon goes, like he starts laughing like he's not laughing because they're about to be slain he's laughing because he can't believe the moment the point is everything is 100% quiet yeah and here's Brandon halfway <laughs> laughing like gawking at it the lady that was sitting beside him wanted to punch him right in oh, the face whatever. oh whatever it was so embarrassing it was so embarrassing shout out to K-Fed Real Dudes Podcast because he was sitting beside Brandon <laughs> awkward awkward moment that's awesome yeah, it's so great. All right, I'm going to tell you one more story, and, sure. and then we're going to get out of here. We're done with pop culture. Another movie we went to go see, uh, The Notebook. It was me, a couple oh. of my friends, a couple of girls. The girls wanted to go see him, okay? Oh, Don't take shots at me. Okay, the females okay. want to yep, see him. You know, we acquiesce. You know how yep. we do. So we were there sitting in there, and I heard the lowest pitch cry I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Big, huge black dude, like in front of me, <laughs> sitting with his girl, sobbing like a like a kid during the notebook. And my friend was hitting me like, "Oh my god, do you see that?" And he kept saying it like out loud. I was like, "Dude, Aww. if this dude turns around, you're on your own. You're he is too. <laughs> he is too big. Let if the man want to cry, let him cry. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna threaten the dude who's three times my size if he yeah. can do what he wants." Look like the dude off the Green Mile. I'm being for real. Michael <laughs> Clark Duncan up there. Look, when he turn, when Michael Clark Duncan turns around, you oh, on your own, okay? Yeah. Laugh a little quieter. <laughs> all right, so that does it for pop culture. What What is your favorite movie moment? Like, we've all been in the movies. We've all had great experiences. What's your favorite move, movie moment? We love to hear it. But that's a wrap. Jay and Fiend, Jordan Ty Curry, we out of here. Rap me, boys! This is Joseph Boggs, and you're listening to Raspberry Voice Kids. <laughs> We in the building. If you hear somebody laughing, that's Chris Hall. He's killing himself. It's JN Fiend, part of the Raspy Voice Kids, Hail West Virginia podcast. And in the building today, we got Chris Hall from Dove Nation. What's up, baby? What's going on, man? I, I can clearly say, for confidently say that I'm your best looking guest that you've ever had. Oh, amen. Amen. You're the second best guest, second guest, second best good looking person on the show, period. The first is on here. You know what that is. You know what that means. Sorry, Jordan Tyker. (laughs) No, it's okay. I agree. Brandon is a better looking dude. Oh, see, see shots fired. See, that's what I love about Jordan. Jordan never disappoints. But it doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. We are going to talk about the 4710 beatdown that we put on them. Hong, Hong, Horn Frogs, excuse me, Horn Frogs of TCU. They came in. We showed them what we got. We bounced back. We looked good. We didn't bounce back, but we showed that, look, we're going to take every team serious. I was impressed with the win. I was impressed on the way we played, especially on the defensive side of the ball. David Long going crazy. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Chris Hall, baby. I know you were in the building. How'd it feel? Felt good. I mean, I think the biggest the biggest thing you look at is how they struggled in the first quarter. And I wouldn't say struggled. You have to give TCU a lot of credit. They're statistically the best defense in the conference. Whatever. And the the way they look, 
uh, you know, they just they just grinded that away in the first half. And you, they get off in the second quarter and they pop off for 24 points. I think that's really the biggest thing is the patience. Spavadol me- mentioned it afterwards. That Last year's team probably wouldn't have overcame that adversity early. It would have struggled throughout the whole game. But, man, once they start clicking, you see them. You see them firing all cylinders, man. They are hard to stop. And you got to give West Virginia a ton, a ton of credit offensively in that first half for just sticking with the game plan. You just keep grinding it out, and then you pop out. Wesco had a fantastic oh, game. Dude, the big guy. He beasted the big guy. for sure. Just going up, grabbing it, bouncing off people. I don't know how he slipped so far, so wide open on that sideline, but good for Trevin Wesco, man. He's just a grinder, been blocking for those running backs, and it's starting to pay off finally after a few years. No, hey, man, here's the thing. You, you sit here talking about the first quarter, and TC, give him credit, and that, that's the truth. A lot of us Mountaineers, we get impatient. We want to see scores quick. And I'm not saying rest of my, I'm saying me. I look and I'm like, oh, well, there we go again. We're not, oh, there's not another first. Oh, we don't have another. And then all of a sudden you end the game, you have 47 points. We have to be patient as Mountaineer fans. But the truth is because of games that we've seen and more importantly, one game in particular, we get anxiety when we see us not capitalizing on plays early. But there's something to be said about patience. And like I said, you you said we go in the second quarter, we score 24 points. It's a great and wonderful thing. But I feel like, uh, at least me, this is how I feel. I'm allowed to be a little anxious. I'm allowed to be a little like, I didn't tweet nothing. I was good. Don't look, don't don't hate on me. I didn't tweet nothing. I was feeling a little little stress in my chest before we exploded. Were you? I I think that just comes with being a Mountaineer fan, right? You're always stressed. I mean, you have you have it's November. You haven't really done anything. Look, let's sorry sorry to cut you off. You're gonna be anxious, real quick. Let's not cut you off, but let's not talk about the basketball game because I I tweeted out. I said, I said, you thought this was gonna be stress, Virginia? (laughs) (laughs) It's always stress. I think you're always stressed if you're a Mountaineer fan. I don't think it matters when it is, but. Yeah, you get a little anxious, but you could see the team uh, just missing a couple opportunities there when they weren't getting down the field. But I, I give a lot of credit. I mean, Gary Patterson's one of the best coaches in college football. Talk, I mean, yep. you've got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, they just, they're just banged up, obviously. They've had a ton of injuries, and West Virginia just warmed down. They did what they were supposed to do. Absolutely. And you, and you hand TCU their worst loss under Gary Patterson and the worst program loss since 1993. That says something. Banged up or not, that says something because they were bad. In 2013, I think they won, what, four, five games, and they played Oklahoma, all those other great teams in the conference, and they didn't beat them that bad. So I think that goes a long way to showing just how far West Virginia has come. No, that's a big stat, and I heard that too. Worst loss in TCU or how, since when? Since what, what was it? 93 was the 93? T- yeah. And, and, and the thing is, um, so, so we won a bigger game against Texas and we come into this game and you would think, oh, two games in a row. But the thing is in the Texas game, we didn't play the defense that spat, I'm excuse spat, um, uh, coach Gibby would like in this game, these dudes, these dudes balled. They kept us in the game. You, you look, give credit to the offense for scoring points, but our defense kept putting on and playing defense when nothing was going on on offense. I couldn't be more. David Long with three sacks, four tackles for loss. Dante Stills with a sack. Like, like get after him. Like, I was extremely proud of our defense, of the way they played. Um, And we'll get to it. We will get to it. Next week is a different monster, though. 
Right. I mean, I give, I mean, you're talking about shutting down Darius Anderson. I mean, I think this kid can play at the next level at some capacity. Some capacity can play at the next level. You, you know, we saw what David Montgomery from Iowa State did, but you hold him to 19 yards and as a team, negative seven, negative seven yards. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care who you're playing. You hold him to negative the entire game, negative seven, the entire game. That's big time. Right. That's huge. And I mean, their quarterback, Mike Collins, uh, Granted, he's a backup, but man, they had him shook from the beginning. I mean, those this defense is mean. I don't, you know, I know you mentioned Texas. I give again, I give Texas credit for just making plays. I mean, guys were there. You get little Jordan Humphrey up there jumping up, grabbing balls. But this defense is mean. When you got a quarterback back there fumbling snaps and handoffs, uh, that kid was shook, and that defense got after him. And a lot of that had to do with David Long just hitting him. Uh, all those guys just hitting him all game long. I mean, when they hit, they hit hard. You hear the pads pop. I'm up top, so real talk. Uh, I, you gotta love it, and I love. Here's here's the thing: like sometimes you can have a big win, and you either you can have a letdown, or I mean, if you lose, you got a letdown. If you win, you got a letdown because you just came off an emotional win. Here we are. We just played Texas. We just had a big win, big game, big time, last second win. Willie G doing his thing, Mountain Greer. And the next week, we have two penalties for 15 yards. That's discipline. That's focus. That's senior leadership. I, I for me I was more I was just as impressed with um their focus in this game they're crossing their uh, T's and dotting their I's so to speak um because it just came off a big win so I just felt like that spe- spe- uh spoke volumes not just of the players but most importantly the coaching staff I love it man I absolutely loved it and and 4710 went over TCU who every single year is a grinded out fight it out win in the last seconds is for me just incredibly impressive but just a great day to be a mountaineer for sure yeah it was it was a grind it wasn't a grinder for once TCU always gives a battle you know we came in the conference together I think what back-to-back years had overtime games it's it's always been a pretty much a battle against TCU and for them to you know you heard rumblings I know on social media well this is this might be a letdown game off that emotional win it wasn't a letdown complete this team is completely focused and I don't know the last time you can say a Mountaineer team was this focused and not looking at the bigger picture, but just taking it one at a time. Amen, baby. We loved every second of it. I, I saw you and Beefy down there singing Country Roads. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell the world. I'm a little jealous, man. I wasn't there. I was uh, off on my little, you know, gallivan across the country. Vegas, no big deal. I'm going to just throw that out there. And uh, every time I see a video of Chris Hall and Skylar and Brandon singing Country Roads, man, I'm like a little jealous no matter where I'm at. I love it. But here's the bottom line. We own Texas. Texas Tech, TCU, Texas, Baylor, we own Texas. We don't care. We're on to the next one, on to Oklahoma, because we want to own another state. But for now, we own Texas. Rack me, boys! Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. Oh, it's your boy, J.N. Fiend. I'm back in the building, in the booth. 
Hey, West Virginia podcast, raspy voice kids. I got my boy, Chris Hall, in the building, Dub V Nation. Dub V Nation. And we're about to go and talk about the Oklahoma State preview. What we got, the pokes coming in. The pokes, actually, they're not coming in. We're going to, actually, what's Stillwater? Stillwater? Yeah, it's Stillwater. We're going to Stillwater. Baby, what we got for them? What, what do the pokes look like this year, Chris? A mess, a hot mess, and that sounds that sounds crazy considering they should have beat Oklahoma last week. And I, when I watched that game, the first thing that came to mind is this is Oklahoma State playing against Big Brother one and two. They lost the game. Yo, Oklahoma yo, 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 whoa, 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 whoa! You said Oklahoma State is little. It lost to Big Brother. They lost oh, to no, their no, Big Oklahoma brother. State. Oh, oh, oh! You mean Oakley, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Light, Oakie Light? I got you, Oakie Light. Oki Light no, is right. I understand what you're saying. I'm like, All right, okay, Oki Light, got you. But they lost. They lost. They lost the game. Oklahoma didn't win it. Oklahoma State choked, and that's what they've done all year. They missed an extra point. They wouldn't have had to go for two, and they tried to go for two for the win. Tried to be West Virginia esque, so, you know, in some reference, uh, trying to go for two and get the win on the road. Uh, but what, they just what, don't have. They don't have that kind of talent. Uh, they they've missed opportunities with Justice Hill all year long. He's probably he's probably arguably the best running back in really the is. in the com- in the conference, and they just don't give him the ball. They panic, and which is weird. Mike Gundy's been there for what thirteen years, and they panic when they get down early and they don't c- continue to give him the ball. Uh, yeah. Taylor Cornelius uh, has been all right. He's a deep ball guy. He's a deep ball guy, but only sixty percent completion percentage. Obviously, ain't getting it done at five and five. Um, so they, they've struggled. They've just struggled, but they they do have a beast on the outside. You have to respect this kid, Tillon Wallace. Man, has he come on? Throw the ball anywhere near him, he's going to grab it. He's going to get his. He's a he's a Blitnikoff finalist. And the thing is, he's he's going to get his this game. But it's all a matter of just keeping him out of the end zone. But they have the talent. But for some reason, they just haven't lived up to it about every other week. They play good, so they played good last week. So for Mountaineer fans, uh, it's a good sign considering uh, this should be kind of their quote-unquote off week. No, I hear it, baby. I hear it, baby. Here's the bottom line. You are what your record says you are. You dudes are 5-5. Five and five. I'm be honest with you. You played up. You played up big games. You have some talent. Mike Gundy, we know he can coach, but the mullet can't take uh, Dana Hogerson. I'm taking Dana all day over the mullet. I'm 40. I'm a man. I don't care what you are, pokes. We're coming in on Saturday. Here's the thing. You're 5-5. Five and five. You beat Texas. Um, you played a great game with Oklahoma. But as I watch you, like like you said, they're a hot mess. Like You don't know what you're getting. There's some weeks they show up and play really well, and there's some weeks they show up and it's just like, what in the, who are we watching? I feel like if West Virginia, and, and that's the biggest thing, with, with teams that win and teams that handle their business, it's not about what the opponent does, it's about what they do. They say it all the time, if we execute, if we play, if we play the way we play, if we watch, um, it, like I said execute, but like if, if we do what we do, will win the game. And I feel like if West Virginia comes in focused, just like they did against TCU, I expect a W. Um, Oklahoma State's a great opponent. Um, they have a lot of pride, great offense. Um, granted, they're 5-5, five and five, but they are dangerous. But our team is very, very talented. With, where you're looking at, you know, Kenny Bigelow on the defensive line, uh, Stills, Jabril Robinson, all them dudes, you know, David Long. I don't know. Do we have Tong back this this week? 
Uh, yeah, he was back last week. He just wasn't full that's, go. Uh, he'll that, be back again this week. We got everybody back this week. Qualls, that, Ferns even played some, so we got amen. everybody back. Yeah, I, I saw our most special team. That's what I'm saying. With the, with the full cavalry, I expect our team to play. And, and, and the whole thing is, I've been saying the whole year, we get what we, we deserve. So if we win, we deserve to win. If we lose, we deserve to lose. We have the talent, I feel, on defense, and I feel like we're getting that focus and that drive to say, hey, look, after the game that we won't talk about this year – I feel like we've bounced back pretty well. So it's just one of the things. Are we going to come in focused? Are we going to be coming in ready to play? Or are we going to be focused on Oklahoma the very next week? I think we're too senior laden and too mature. Um, uh, the captains and, and, and the senior leading players, I, I feel like we get it done. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This team is completely focused. We talked about about TCU, that they stayed focused after that big win. Uh, and, they're you know, look, they're 1-0 every week. You know, people wanted to talk about TC, the TCU win. They were they moved on. They had moved on to Oklahoma State. They know what they know the challenge that it takes to go into Stillwater. It's it's not a it's not an easy place to win. I mean, their record shows that. But right now, I don't know. I think West Virginia right now can play with anybody. Uh, you're getting a full full roster back. They're playing at the the best that they've played, and they're talking about being perfect. They're talking about making every play perfect they're, they're upset with the 47 10 to win that's something that you haven't heard around morgantown uh that perfection type mentality where they if they miss a ball they're upset even though they that was on a scoring drive so to me right now this team is as focused as they've been and it may have taken that butt whooping uh, out named Iowa to kind of ground them a little bit but whatever they got whatever they've done uh, to turn it around the way they have, because it, it was a struggle there for a couple games. But man, they are focused right now, and you know that offense, that Oklahoma offense, Oklahoma State offense, it's good. You know, it's what ranks I think eleventh nationally in total yards. But here's the thing: they have struggled in the Big Twelve. They have struggled. Their stats have dropped. Whatever it is about this Big Twelve. Uh, they've they're just they're hurting right now. They are hurting. They've lost to Kansas State. They've lost to Baylor. So their offense wow, it, cl- yeah. it, it it clicks. You saw it click against Texas. Click last week against Oklahoma. Um, maybe they maybe they put two weeks back to back together. We haven't seen it yet. We I haven't seen not. it yet. But <laughs> you know, uh, I really I, I hope not. It. I hope not. Like I think you <laughs> you say that, but like it'd be just our fortune for them to like be like balling out of control. But hopefully not. Like Gibby feel. Like, I feel like them boys on defense, them dogs. They're focused. They're locked in. They're hungry every single week. They come out there like they haven't ate in two or three weeks. At least last week they did. I hope that carries on. Yeah, I mean, talk about talk about a mean defense. These guys are hungry, and all they, you know, Gibby demands perfection. I know that's your guy, Gibby. He demands perfection. How much the man energy from Van? Yes, sir. And he, how much energy does he bring on the sideline? And man, that trickles down. You can see those guys out there. They're having fun, playing loose, playing mean, and that's what you expect from a West Virginia defense. Granted, they haven't had to play the two best offenses, but look, what did they do against first half against Texas Tech? That's a highly Highly rated offense preach. right there. Preach, um, preach. The, I, there's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind West Virginia goes out there and pulls off. Now their defense, their defense is a lot like their offense. Live and die off the big play. Love the blitz. They lead the country in sacks, tackles for losses. But guess what? Man, they lead the country in giving up big plays. And, man, they are giving up a lot of points in doing so. But Jordan Brailford on the end, uh, nine sacks on the year. Good kid. But we just played TCU. 
They had the two two best defensive ends, the bookends. That's two best in the conference. Ralford's yep. good, but that's only one. He's going to have to go up against Kajust all day. Got a couple good linebackers. Safeties are playing well. Young safeties, young secondary. Uh, Greer, Greer's going to have. I think Greer's going to have another Heisman Heisman day against his defense because he's going to pick apart that defense. Now, what has happened a lot this year is when they look at film. Uh, of these teams, what do they do on game day? They don't do exactly what they've been doing all season long. But it's true. I think, it's I, true. I think especially, have, oh, hold on, especially when you have nothing to lose. That's the thing. When you play teams that have nothing to lose, they can come out and just do whatever. So you never know what you're getting. But continue. Right. Desperate. Desperate teams are always yep. dangerous. They need bowl eligibility. But I think I think Greer's right now where he's just in a zone, man. I mean, that kid is just flinging it all over the field. He's just spackling all over the field like it's not right side it's not left side it's middle it's everywhere it's everywhere everyone's getting a turn eight I like nine guys spackling you spackling all over the field okay. spackled around man right? eight different nine guys catching the ball i i mean it's fun it's fun watching this offense i expect it to be kind of close at the beginning but mountaineers i, I just don't see how here's all day here's all day I feel you, baby. All right, all right. I look, look. Usually, like we don't really do uh, uh, stats or scores. If you if you know us, if you listen to RVK, it's not very often where we say specific scores. We may do it on Twitter. We may do it on other people's podcasts. But right here, look, we are gonna do something brand new. It's for you. I'm gonna do Diddy, yo, son. It's new. Tell me, what's the score gonna be? Oh, I'm going big. There's like I said, there's no in between with Oklahoma State. They either play good or they play bad, right? So it's either going to be a close game or it's going to be a blowout, and it's going to be West Virginia win. But I went big this week. I went real big because I've I this team to me right now, no one's stopping them. I got Mountaineers big, fifty five seventeen. Whoa, whoa, okay, okay. He said he said fifty five seventeen. That's big time. I don't know. I mean, I hope you're right. I believe, like, legitimately, I hope you're right because we want to see Will Greer invited to the New York ceremony. Um, but fifty-five seventeen is a big score. Like, I, I, I have faith in Gibby's defense. I feel like what Oklahoma State has done the last few weeks, especially against Texas, especially against Oklahoma, um, I feel like they'll get twenty-four. I, I'm gonna give them twenty-four. I'm thinking about this out loud as I talk. I'm a um. I'm going to go 44. No, 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 no. 41, 41, 24 final score, 41, 24 Mountaineers. That's not bad, but here's, here's why I think it's going to be bad because what their defense isn't very good. And if West Virginia goes up early, big early, let's say 14, nothing, 17, nothing, something like that. Uh, they abandon the running game. They get away from justice Hill. They don't grind it out and you can't win it on Cornelius. And I think that's too much. If you're going to keep continuing, to draw back Cornelius. He can't throw the intermediate passing game. Going to go deep. That's too much time for David Long and his guys to get in the backfield. It's Mountaineers all day. I'm fully confident Mountaineers come you know, out with a W. Here's the truth. I, I like that, though, because the truth is when you talk about getting up on a team, especially a team that's 5-5, five and five, when you get up on a team that's 5-5, five and five, they give up because their season's over. Game's over. Season's over. So you get up on a team 17-0, and they're, and they're down like that, and they're 5-5, five and five, they're not – Look, these are teenage kids. I've seen NBA teams. I've seen NFL teams quit. We're talking about 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds. If we can get up, the game will be over quick. And so and so, I do like that. If we get up quick, it'll be a slaughterhouse because I can't see them coming back. If they can keep it close, at least for a couple quarters, maybe it'll be at a game. But I expect the Mountaineers to win it. But that's all I got, man. You got anything else for Oklahoma uh, State? 
No, just let's just hope it's not a back-to-back good week for Oklahoma State. It'd be unprecedented. Of course, West Virginia is good at doing some unprecedented things. Yeah, that's, that's true. And uh, for everybody who doesn't know, guess what's up next? You should quit Oklahoma State. That's coming up next. Jay Fiend, Chris Hall, we in the building, Raspy Voice Kids. Raspy Voice! This is the Wolfman, Dale Wolfley, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. Hey, yo! It's your boy, Jay and Fiend. I'm in the building. I'm feeling good. It's that time again to quote B Fiend, Brandon Phoenix. I also hate Pitt. You know what time it is. It's time for Oklahoma State. You should quit. We got our boy Chris Hall in the building. Chris, drop it on him. Watch Oklahoma State quit. Because they're fake. That's why. They're fake. Trying to claim national championships that they didn't earn. 1945, you're trying to take away a national championship from Army, arguably one of the greatest college football teams of all time. You're really trying to claim that national championship? Look, the American Football Coaches Associations, was they started their handing out their trophy in 1950. So they let teams start to claim national titles from 1922 to 1949. Guess who the only team was to try to claim a national championship? Oki Light. Oki Light. Get him, baby. Is that not something that Marshall would do? Is that not something yeah, that Marshall talk, would do? Real talk, you, real talk. You can't, you can't do that. If you're going to do that, you might as well just quit. You might as well just drop the program if you're going to try to just claim something that you didn't earn. And who, what's something else that they typically do that, you know, that school up north has done in the past? Ruin people's seasons. <laughs> Whose season did they ruin, knock out of the playoffs this year? Texas, after they lost to who? Kansas State. Yes, the same Kansas State so that's talking about firing their coach. <laughs> that's horrible. You need to just quit. How are you going to do that? You're going to lose to Kansas State and all of a sudden beat Texas? Just quit. Now, bringing me to this year, that defense, you really think you're going to stop Will Greer? Yeah, you may be fifth in the conference in passing and pass defense. That's great. That's great. But you know what you're last in? What? Run defense. Ooh. Giving up under over 200 yards. 200 yards on the ground. That's why you're fifth. You can run the ball. They don't need to pass it. What are the these are the Cowboys need to quit? The outliers, the outlaws, Will Greer, his posse is coming, carving up that defense the week before Thanksgiving, getting the bird ready. Cowboys quit. Greer, posse, carving up defense. It's over. Just quit. You might as well forget about it. Getting run off the field. No mas. Quit it. Quit it. It's over. I knocked down my bike, but it's no big deal. Two wrongs don't make a right. You mess with the OG Oki light. That's what I think about when I think about you. You know why? Because you're a joke. Just like Robin Big, you're a joke. Who are you talking to? Who who do you think you are? You're not Oklahoma. You ain't the Sooners. I'm a man. I'm 40. We hear you, Gundy. Who look, dude, when Tom Herman was coming across the street, uh 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 come across the um uh, field uh, in the Texas game you ain't want none of him you came out of the field because you had to do you ain't want none of Tom Herman I'm a man look sit down and shut up what's your record you're five and five 
Every team has uh, like records or years where they go back, but not five and five. You are what your record says you are. And you know what you are? You're average. Just quit. Oklahoma State. Just, oh, excuse me. Okie Light. Just quit. Oklahoma A&M. Just quit. It's so funny. Here in West Virginia, we have Class 5 Rapids. You know what you have? Stillwater. Just quit. Like, you come at us. You come at everybody. You think, like, you're, like, this big pop. You lost to Kansas State two years in a row. You lost to Baylor this. You are, you lost to Baylor this year. Last uh, Two years ago, 2016, you know who you lost to? Central Michigan. They're not even a power five. They're a group of five team. Who are you talking to? Who are you getting loud with? Look, check your tone, sit down, and use your inside voice. You lost to Central Michigan in 2016. The other thing, Frank Eaton, Pistol Pete, your, your mascot, he's the creepiest mascot in all of college football. And not only that, there's more than one team who's copied him. Frank Eaton's likeness has been used with Wyoming and New Mexico. Be original. Matter of fact, one of the quotes is, like, when Frank Eaton's uh, father died, he was supposed to avenge his father, and somebody said, uh, my boy, may, I'm going to read it word for word, my boy, may an old uh, main, what's it, main curse rest upon you, excuse me, yeah, rest upon you, if you don't avenge your father. So I'm trying to think, who would you have to avenge? Probably your rival, right? What have you done against your rival, Oklahoma State? Oh, wait a minute. You've lost 14 of 16 games. You've lost four straight against Oklahoma. Look, sit down, little boy. Shut up and know your place. You're not a big boy. And when we come in there, we're not Texas. I know you played well against Texas, son. I know you played well against Oklahoma, son. We are not either one of them teams. We're Will Grill and the Mountaineers and David Long and Jake Spavadol and, and, and Tony Gibson we're coming. We're going to come and show you who we are. Look, you call yourself the Cowboys, the Cowpokes, but all you poking is a butt whipping when we come to Stillwater, and we're going to be there on Saturday. So get ready and mind your lip, because, son, we're coming. Podcast Network.